And welcome to the introductory episode of Speaking from Experience. This is also going to be uh, released on the Married with Children uh, RSS feed as well. Uh, but we want to welcome in studio with us tonight, Mr. Brad Riggler. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. And Brad, man, I've, we've, we've had to cancel a couple times mm-hmm. and reschedule and we've had some things come up, but mm-hmm. really excited to have you on the show. And I, I'm going to start, first of all, how did you decide I'm going to go into comedy? Well, um, my life is a joke, uh, <laughs> so it just seemed natural fit. No, uh, I've always been in theater, um, performing. I was a politician, uh, which is, you know, cheapest I mean, form of comedy. <laughs> I've done radio and stuff. Like, I've always been performed in one way or another, but you know what always scared me to death was comedy. Stand-up comedy scared me to death. I, I would get up and do, I've done ridiculous things. I've got up there and, and like I said, I've run for office. I've... I've had, you know, some intense things that I felt completely at home doing on stage, but I was always so intimidated by getting on uh, the, the, you know, stand up. And so when I got to Indiana, uh, I saw a big sign on the wall that said crackers. And I was like, well, if there's a club called crackers, you damn right. I'm going to be on stage because I was built for that. That's just me. And so that's why I honest to God. And so I said, I will be a cracker. I will be on stage at crackers. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen happen there. there. And that's where it did. I just I did everything at crackers. I got into it. And, you know, I'm like I said, I have a background in uh, boxing and promoting boxing. Uh, And so I'd always had that. I'd always had the theater thing. And so I basically got in threw myself headfirst into it, wanted to produce, wanted to promote um, wanted I like the whole aspect of the show. I love performing, but I love bringing other performers together. I love all sorts of different media uh, to you know to do the performance, and uh, you know this gave me the opportunity to both perform and also uh, promote and put together shows and different types of shows. And uh, so it's really been a, it's just been a, a great second act. Yeah, and let's jump right into the the roast battle championship. Yeah. That you RWC. Because, you know, my wife and I were lucky enough, we got to be up there Friday night and, uh-huh. and watch. Um, and I got to be honest, the, the number one thing mm-hmm. I want to say, first of all, I love what you said at the very end. Okay. Because about... Everybody, everybody has to have the balls credit. to get in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's a tough room, mm-hmm. especially when you're filled yeah. with other comics. Yes. Um, and, you know, everybody's having a good time at Vern's. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes what you brought falls flat, but that's okay. You still have the guts to get in there. They have the guts to get in there. So, I mean, I always put um, I always put some comics and some people. They don't need to be comics. They can just be people because uh, comics aren't, aren't really people. Um, <laughs> but I can, you know, I put anybody in there that wants to go. And sometimes they don't know what to expect because it's like comedy. You get up there, stand up comedy, you say, oh, I'm going to give you three minutes. Just get up there and do three minutes. And you hang out with your friends at the dinner table, at the bar, hanging at the game, and you crack them up. Oh, my God, everybody wants to ride with you. To I'm un- funny. Because you're <laughs> funny as hell. And they're like, okay, great. Here's here's that microphone. Throw the hot lights on them. Stand up there three minutes. And you're just, uh, yeah, this other day I was hanging out with Paul. Uh, y'all don't know who he is. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, it's a lot funnier if you were there. There. Yeah, and if and it's the same thing with the roast, we get up there and go, oh well, I bust people balls all the time, and then you put them up there in the the match and in the ring, and and sometimes they it, sometimes they don't rise to the occasion. Sometimes it's not the right fit for them. Any number of things, but the bottom line is they had the guts to get up there and do it. And unless you have the guts to get up there and do it, you can't look down on that person. And even if you do, you wouldn't because you know what they're going through, and you've probably been there yourself. And, you know, and I love what you said there, too, because even some stand-up comics oh, yeah. aren't great for the roast game because no. that's not their style. No. You know, their style is either self-deprecating, I'm going to pick on mm-hmm. myself, I'm going to talk about that. To go and attack someone else yeah. is a special kind of comedy as well. You know, and uh, you're absolutely right. And I'm so good. It's just like boxing. Styles make fights. It's any sport, right? Everything. Styles make fights. And so some people don't have the style for this sort of combat, this sort of mental, verbal combat. And so the ones that, and then some dudes will go up there and they will go up against a superior comedian stand-up. And they will waste them. and But at the same time, they're barely open mic status. Yeah. Because, you know, and so like that gives people the idea like, oh, that doesn't mean anything about anything. It just means in this roast battle, these two got together and this is what happened. 
And, you know, in some of those, some were so tight Mm -hmm. back and forth that it was just unbelievable. And, and, you know, one of those, I love Calvin Turner. Yeah. Calvin the plug God. Plug God. Got to get him, throw him out. But P and P Rez were priceless. That's one of the funniest back and forths I've seen. P Rez P Rez is not a uh he's not a he's what I call very, very new stand up. He's not but he but I remember I saw this guy at an open mic and all he did was he got up there and he just went after people and roasted them. And I was like, Okay, but then when he did his material, you know, it wasn't as exactly as memorable. But I was like, This dude is built for the roast game. And so I put him up in there. I said, I knew he was going to take it. He's like, he wanted it. And when you want it and you give him a competition, some people are competitive, but they're not like athletes. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they don't have it in them, man, that drive, you know. And so you say, oh, and you saw it right there. If it's a win or lose type thing and I'm getting up there, I'm going to give it 100 percent. And he just went at him. And Calvin, Calvin hit him back too. Calvin, you know, is ready to rock, too. But uh, Perez definitely got the edge on him. Yeah. And and Perez knows how to play even the the mannerisms the demeanor in there he's that guy yeah. that you either went to school with or was on <laughs> yeah. your neighborhood you block do know that guy that yeah like no matter what you said he had to come back and made you look stupid <laughs> yeah. like it didn't matter like that was like, who he was and and the whole time as calvin's throwing you know shots at him Perez is just kind of standing there, arms crossed, like, dude, no, that didn't play. And even though it did, yeah. he would just downplay everything Calvin had. And yep. Uh, so it was. Just- I like that you brought that up, the deflect. So what you're mentioning is that, so this is a so this is a an evolving competition. It is something like I said that we just got done roast. You were at Roast War Four last Friday. Yep. A Roast War Five, a Roasted Alive is taking place November twenty second, and so we have all these different things. But it's still in. So the comics, the people who are competing are still learning. So what you brought up was something that I don't think a lot of people had, and that is a defense while they're quiet because you can't reply. Right. You got to let the other guy go while he's talking. But like, how do you put up a defense? How do you play? How do you how do you what do they call it? Uh, how do you kind of counter that without saying a word? And he apparently did that because I'm behind the stage. I can't yeah, see him. You, it's interesting. You said that. I would say the two that had the best deflex was him and Blake Hammond. Blake Hammond. Blake just Hammond. Yeah. Killed it. I mean, he would just turn to the crowd and give that yes. like sarcastic eye roll. Like, <laughs> really? And, and it played. I mean, it, it, just, it played so well. So. And I got to bring up, you know, mm-hmm. number one, I thought Terry Shepard did a heck of a job. Yeah. Um, Interesting I, about Terry. Let me tell you about Terry, Terry Shepard, a guy out there who is uh, similar to me in his background. In the bottom line, he's had a, he's a very diverse background. He's a performer since, you know, forever. I mean, he was a, you know, I'm talking about back in the day. He was like a rapper back in the day, back in the day. And so, like, he, he's gone through all those things. So he has a musical background. He has a, a fantastic video production company, does some wonderful work. Um, and. And, you know, this but at the same time, a comedy is kind of new to him. Uh, but at the same time, this kind of really stepped up. But, you know, one thing when we do the RWC, we allow them to stop the clock. We have a chess clock between mm-hmm. them and each pe- they, their their match consisted of each opponent having two minutes each. So Terry had two minutes. His opponent, Darren Squid, had two minutes. And the idea was you're supposed to say something, stop the clock, pass the mic back and forth. But he is his first row. So he just rolled two minutes right through. Which was a whole, which number one, I think, threw his opponent off, Darren, a yes. little bit because I yes. don't think he was ready for it. But I almost gave, you know, Terry some credit because th- he did two minutes. I mean, and, and was two minutes with it. Impossible you know? to do. And like I said, for your first time, I give, I usually give people two minutes or three minutes. And, and so two minutes solid. And even and the folks that get two minutes, most of them are still struggling. They don't realize the amount of time uh, that is. And some of, and it's also pacing, because you'll see some people. Uh, I'll be back there. I'll be, I'll be coaching them behind the, the, uh, behind the stage there, and I'll say, hey. Uh, take a breath and look at the audience sometimes. Now, there are guys out there. I'm not saying I said that to Blake Hammond. I'm not saying I said that to Perez. I'm saying there are guys up there who, who wrote all the stuff. They want to get in all the stuff they wrote because they're writers as opposed to the uh, Perez who, who may have more of a uh, you know general idea of what he's going to say when. They have a very specific written joke, which they wrote specifically for this. So this isn't some some uh, rehashed work they're bringing from someone else. They, it was specific 
specifically written for this event, which is amazing. And, and I agree with you. You can definitely tell the difference there between the writers and some of the stand-ups, just in the timing and how they hit the punch yes. and how they you know work the crowd mm-hmm. into the joke. Yep. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll even go back to Calvin. I, I'll give Calvin some credit. Yeah. When he started pulling out his wallet and some of the physical <laughs> things, yeah. and it took him a second to get to it, but even some of those little things just yeah. to – to add to that that play was a was a heck of a job by by all of them. So, how do you match them up? That's a good question. So, first and foremost, we have a, this requirement, and it's uh, it, believe it or not, it's the most hard. It's the hardest to clear to be an RWC competitor. Um, we have to know for a fact you're going to show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and it sounds really basic, but the bottom line is, is that I, when it comes to matching these things up, I don't know what it is. Even the people that agree, sometimes we've had five different people who had relatives all out of state pass away suddenly. We hope everybody is dealing well with the losses. Of their ninth uh, grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, we've, we've had sicknesses that are indescribable, incurable until the very next day, and uh, uh, we have car trouble that affects not only their ability to drive a car, but everybody they knows. And so it, it, bottom line is hard to get somebody to show up. So we get them there. And then I say to myself, OK, is this a two minute or is it three minute? Do they know how to write? And uh, and what caliber are they? And so I wouldn't put like, you know, there's some people out there. I say, OK, these people, one will write and one won't. I can't, I, you know, there has to be a P res type of, of talent to put in with a, somebody who, who doesn't write because, uh, or somebody who, who writes a lot because the idea is I can't waste one person's time writing. I know that this person is going to write like there's a girl, uh, Sandra Edgel, woman, Sandra Edgel, and she's uh, the queen of me. She's pretty tough. Oh, she is. She'll write five, ten minutes. She'll she'll I have to stop her. I'll be like, stop. She goes, this is the best one. It's like that was the best one a while ago, honey. Stop. She writes. So I can't put this woman who's going to spend a lot of her time. Uh, writing and preparing and thinking about that against somebody that's just like, oh, just show up there and be like, you're dumb or something. I can't do that. So I've got to put different levels and you'll bring things out. So it's just like in a competitive fight or any sort of game, if you put a team in, overmatch them completely, it's not going to do anything for them except beat them down and get them hurt. Right. But if you put them and they're not that great a team against another team of equal, equal uh, stature, and yeah, talent. yeah, then they're going to bring the best out of each other. Each you know each side they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna feel a chance to win they're gonna give a hundred percent they're gonna pull a lot of things out it's gonna be a great show so it's about it's about size and, and also the styles the styles up there like uh, there you know you can have somebody up there who's just an amazing like Jeff Toy who got beat on by uh, Blake Hammond uh, you know he is a really talented stand up with a great character and in fact the pictures he's the most entertaining person in any of the pictures I'm glad you brought him up my wife and I have argued about him since okay. Friday night he calls us that in marriage nothing but turmoil <laughs> because she she didn't get it at all and I said you don't understand yeah. it's his shtick it's it his is shtick. it is his character yeah I said because I thought he was now, in the roast battle, yeah. Blake destroyed him. Yes. But he was as funny up there, mm-hmm. just his mannerisms, him trying to fumble through his three-by-five yeah. note cards to yeah. try and find something, him not being able to hit back. I, and I told her, I said, I'm telling you, he. I bet he's a killer stand-up he is. just because of kind of the way he held himself up yes. there. I, I, I was dying laughing at yes. him now. Again, if I was judging the roast battle, yeah. I'd have went Blake because Blake right. won the roast. But right. He killed me the he whole didn't, time. You didn't get cheated. You no. didn't get cheated. That's the whole point. And that's the whole thing is we say, so there's different levels to this. There is the who's the best. I want to be the best. But the bottom line is, is I look at it as producing a segment. I'm putting two performers together that are going to produce a segment. It's not about like you got to be the winner or else you're done. It's not like that, kid. You know, like either bring me a W or you're walking home. It's. You guys get together. Uh, you've got two, you got three minutes. He has three minutes. That's I basically am looking for you guys to produce six minutes. Can you guys produce six minutes of entertaining of entertainment for the audience? And so you know, and from that we will extend that time out by rewarding a winner and creating some drama. But the bottom line is, I want them to I want them to work well together. So I'd put Jeff Toy back up there for sure because he's entertaining. Oh, absolutely. And and it it was funny to me. He almost threw Blake off in the end yeah. because Blake's like, I'm, I'm out of things to hit you yeah. on. Like, you've, <laughs> yeah. you've accepted everything that I've hit you <laughs> yeah. on, and I, I, I'm almost out of material. Yeah, because he's just like, yeah, and, you know, it's funny. And it was. It was so entertaining. So yeah. I, I, But 
I, I, I'm glad you said that because that's been the debate between my yeah. wife and I because it's like, she goes, I just didn't get it. I didn't get And I'm like, it's it's his whole character. Yeah. You just have to buy into the mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I do want to say also, you brought up Sandra Edgel. Yes. And you talk about her writing. I watched her. She wrote, not only did she have, I don't know how many pages when she showed yeah. up. She wrote the entire night. Yes. As every comic mm-hmm. performed, she was writing. She yep. was just on the paper the entire time and yes. it was amazing to me to watch her work because she didn't stop nope and, she does not stop and it didn't matter if you'd have, if you'd have done three more rounds and throwing her with yeah. anybody else there she had something to slam them on because yeah. she was watching all night long she was ready for anything so she's the you know she's embraced it so it's given you know there's it, it is it's not for everyone in the, in the scene uh it's certainly not saying anyone's excluded but the bottom line like we talked about there are different people there are different styles different performances that will you know uh compliment some people but this is a style and a, a type of performance that she is going to she has and will continue to just excel at and and be fantastic at because she writes she gives a hundred percent to it uh and she is and she is serious about winning it's not fun for her uh she's she's really up there trying to win a hundred percent of the time and uh it's really it's entertaining to watch the kid she was up against um and i say kid because he's going to be uh he, he won't be 21 until the first week of november uh griffin shira uh and griffin is he you know he is this he he is well is somebody who's a but he's smart aleck he's having a lot more fun with it but he does think quite a bit of himself and it gives a bit of character to him it does. I, it does. It gives me a character, and so you root. But you don't. It's nobody here is so compelling. You root for them, so they've all got to have like that thing about them that that makes them entertaining. And and he has a character that I I find entertaining. I do too, and I think he has that natural deflection too because it's almost like yeah. he's too arrogant or too naive to even realize that she's attacking him. <laughs> That's what I saw all night long. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this. I mean, it was like he didn't even. He he was. Yep. He was so far away from it that it was like, you can't even touch me. And and you could see in Sandra, she's like, no, I'm hitting you. Yeah. I'm hitting you, but you're not, you're not <laughs> reacting. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, he is kind of like, you're not there. Uh, I'm just waiting for my turn to speak. But he, he is, he's talented. I didn't want to make that match because I thought those two would be great for down the line. Uh, but we've got, uh, but like I said, those were two of my favorite. Uh, Josh Springer uh, uh-huh. versus um, versus Stephen Riley. Stephen Riley is a really intelligent, talented performer, and he gives a lot to these roasts. And so, like, he gets up there, and so sometimes his, uh, you know, I think the only thing that's keeping him from being completely undefeated is his volume. And I saw you had to turn my volume down. I just have a very verbose. Yeah, I uh, do you, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I know you do. You're a principal. You better. Uh, so I mean, the but he, if he were more if he had more of that uh stage presence i i think it would have i think there it would just be uh uh he would just run over everybody but josh springer stepped up his first roast and was fantastic uh he was one of the ones guys who wrote so much i had to say hey take a breath and look at the audience and when he did everybody you know like eat up some of that time with some of the you know physical non non-spoken and, and let the let the crowd laugh yes and, and support you and get in with you yep sarah huntington yes I'll be honest at the surprise of the night for yeah. me, yeah. like Sandra, when she walks up there, you could, she, she looks, I thought we were literally going to box. I thought they were literally, I mean, she's coming she up there. She wants to kick his ass. She's ready to fight. Yes. I mean, so when she's walking up there, I'm like, oh man, she's got it. Yeah. Sarah bounces in there. Like, yeah. like, like she got lost yes. trying to find the restroom. And I'm, I don't mean that derogatory And she might her. have. Like she was going to the restroom and right. she walked back through the curtain and now I'm in this cage. Yeah. And I'm going to do a roast battle. <laughs> yeah. But killed. Yes. She absolutely killed. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorites and definitely one of my surprises of the night. Yeah, I tell you what, the interesting thing about Sarah Huntington, uh, Jacoby Ray, who was her, appoint, her opponent, Jacoby Ray is a professional comic. Uh, he he is a pro. He runs the um, he run, he runs his own um, show that he brings around to all these different places. I believe it's called Psycho Circus. Um, but he he does do uh, a lot of comedy and he does it professionally. So I was surprised. 
uh, two rows back when she approached me and said, I want to go against that guy because they don't really know each other. And I was like, why is that? And she goes, because he reminds me of like every other guy I dated in high school. So I know everything to hit him on. And I was like, if you think so, great. You know, and I was like, Jacoby, the girl wants you. And she goes like, uh, OK, I'll never say no to that. And they put him in. And boy, I don't think he knew what was coming. No, I mean, that's like I said, I, I sat there and I thought, man, this is going to get ugly. Yeah, but it went ugly the other way. I it, mean, she, she was she was vicious. Ready. She's a vicious chick. So she's a, and you know what? She's uh, she's she's all of these. All these comics have a lot on the ball uh, and they uh, and when and when properly motivated, uh, they can they can really display some talent that I think is, you know, incredibly entertaining. Everybody has to get down and check it out because it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. And I want to ask you this too, because this was, this was a conversation at our table there uh, Friday night. Do you think, I know you're not judging, you're behind the Mm -hmm. scenes. Do you think it should be a knock on any of those getting in? If they're reading from their, what they've wrote, you know, I tell them, uh, I leave it. I don't tell, I purpose, I, yes and no. I think that, um, I think now that you know, you, I've I've heard that said several times. I always tell the comics whatever they feel comfortable with, because time is an issue. Mm-hmm. So when I go up there and I say to a comic, uh, you know, these comics they work the same five minutes for months and months and months and sometimes years, and it takes a long time to even get to that point. And so to tell these comics who think of it like that hey just go up there on stage and write me three minutes about this one person in a competitive environment i i don't want them i want them i want to get the best material i can and if that's what they feel they have to have yeah then i i won't ban them for it but at the same time i could definitely see uh, a judge using whatever uh, discretion they wanted to say hey i don't like that um or i especially if they're against somebody who's doing it all off the cuff and then obviously that performance is going to stand out over the one that's written. And I and I think it goes back to two because it didn't bother me as much. Right. Um, but it goes back to what you just said with styles. Some yeah. of those that are writers, I, I would rather them go up and have the paper yeah. and be very entertaining and be able to deliver that yes. that hit or that joke than they're up there fumbling through their words yep. and it kills the show. And that's again, right. there's some P. Rez can stand there and he can hammer on you all day yep. long, but that's his style that's too, him. Is to come back. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought overall, and just to say this, if you've not got a chance to go down there and watch yeah. it, um, it's a blast. Yeah. It is an absolute blast all night long. And Thank if you. you love comedy, not only do you get to see a lot of local talent, you get to interact with them. Yeah. Because Vern's is a, Vern's is a great little place. Yeah. It's not big, but as soon as they're coming off stage, they're right there with you. And yeah. it, it was great for us. We've made a lot of contacts for the podcast yeah. and uh, to talk to some people. But it was just, man, it was an exciting deal to yeah. to be around. It's like nothing. We have a cage, so it a is. lot of people that we we put the stage in a actual cage. It's kind of like the same sort of cage uh, as far as style of chain that we used. Uh, it was an ode to WrestleMania two, Hogan versus King yeah, Kong yeah, Bundy, yeah, yeah. the square, large square. You guys know, and so that's so it's easy to see through the cage. We have lighting and all of that stuff. I have a championship belt uh, that we will be uh, that we will be awarding at Roastmania uh, live January thirtieth at Crackers, and uh, definitely want to get down here and do a show. Uh, with you before then and, and talk about me bringing some of the guys and, and, and ladies uh, to do it there. But yeah, every month of, uh, we're doing it at uh, Vern's moving up, uh, leading up to that point when a champion will be crowned uh, live at Crackers. And we think this is something that's going to pick up and this, and it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. The guy, Jeff Oske, we just signed him uh, to go against Patrick Murray uh, in the main event of our next bout um, of our next of Roast War 5, uh, Roasted Alive. So get down there, Vern's November 22nd. Uh, we can't wait. And can I also say, yeah, no cover charge either. Zero. It's free. It's a free show. Literally, like you're like you're staying. I don't even know what's on television Friday nights. Maybe if it's like the uh, I don't uh, November end of November, it's not going to be uh, November 22nd. I think football is pretty much cooked, right? Yeah. Of college football is cooked. So yeah, you got no excuse really. The World Series is over, and you've never seen this before. See it before we end up on Netflix or YouTube and been like, oh, I could have gone to that, but instead I watched. I don't even know Blue Bloods. Is yeah. that what people watch Friday nights? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. 
But you, I was in you, I don't know. you, but yeah, and I would tell you something. Thank you and your wife for making that drive up there, man. Because don't you usually do some of the football game or something I like do. that? I do. Okay. I usually, I usually have some supervision, but some things changed, and right. uh, I was able to get away. And okay. it was, we wanted to be up there. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, we. I plan to be at the rest of them here right. on out uh, to be up there to support. And like I said, in Indianapolis, yeah. there's there's bars that charge you a cover if they're playing a jukebox. Yep. So to come in and get – that's just the city, man. Yeah. To walk in in Vern's mm-hmm. and no cover charge, right. I'll tell everybody here, the wife and I both ate down there, great food, mm-hmm. great beer, yeah. and – not expensive. Nope. We had a great night out. Got the food free is good. Is the that, food is. And I was, and you wouldn't think of it. The food is good. And I would tell you something. You got it. You're talking about free now. It's free now. But that's not always going to be the Absolutely. way it is. So what we're going, like I said, we're moving into uh, crackers, the crackers uh, for you know January thirtieth. We're doing, uh, you know, we're th- talking to folks out in Pittsburgh and KC, our people in Cincinnati and, and down in Louisville as well, uh, to try and you know expand this out and make it more of even a regional uh, promotion. And so as we do, it's going to be things. It, it's going to be something that's going to be ticketed and get in now. See what it's all about now. See where see where we're at and uh, you know be a part of it before you hear about it from somebody else which makes you feel like uh missed it yeah i missed the i missed the good time missed it but it is it is a great time so get down there november 22nd at right. burns uh to check it out roast war championship and i'm gonna throw this idea out to okay. you uh, you know i love my guy juice yes i love him but i think a a celebrity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know podcaster roast battle at one of these would be terrific oh mg you lock me and juice in the cage you are calling out juice oh yeah I've you're got, calling out justin kelly right now this is happening right now about calling out juice justin let me kelly. tell you something i am you don't you're talking to the right guy because i certainly am interested in said battle <laughs> uh i think that would be amazing 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 uh I'll put we'll put that together without a question that's a main event uh that might be a roast of mania uh, event. I don't. I'm not kidding. I am super psyched about just about seeing that. If you're serious, yes. we'll get a hold of Juice. I'll get a hold of him right after this and be like, "What's going on, dude? I, you got called out. Uh, yeah, like, are you, you gonna, gonna sit? Da- are you gonna sit down and just take that?" <laughs> I doubt he will. I mean, like, you know, he's got... Well, he'll show up. I mean, his wife he'll, is watching. He can't back down. Yeah, he'll show up just to take the beating. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there's no doubt about that. Oh, that's my boy, <laughs> Dustin Roller. He's a principal. That's not P-A-L. He's not your pal. Isn't no. that what they say? No. no. Yeah, no, no. No, not for juice. <laughs> Come no, I would love to. I think oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. We are making that happen, or we're shaming... Ju- I mean, or we're going to encourage juice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of shame and encouragement. We are going to squeeze. The, we're going to get some juice out of this, man. Yeah. The juice isn't always worth the squeeze with him, but, <laughs> but we'll, we'll come, we'll that come is, after. I, you have to tell me, folks, you guys, you guys got to come out and see that one because here's <laughs> one thing we'll do. We might take some clips, but here's what I will say. It's a you had to be there kind of show. Oh, and yeah. so you gotta be there to see it live. If these two get, oh, this is this is. I tell you what, man, I drive down here every day just to make that thing happen. This is incredible. We're in. I'm I in. love it. We, we we will force juice into the cage. With oh, me and let's get it. We'll do it. All right, it's a deal. All Booked. Right. There we go. So I want to jump back to yeah. you and doing some of your stand up. Okay. Okay. Because I've not got a chance to see you. Yes. Live. That's why you put me on here. If you did, you'd been like that guy. I would get him. He couldn't get me a ham sandwich. <laughs> but that first time that you you decided I'm going to crackers yes. and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Uh, I would, I've not done it. It's always been in the back of my head as right. something I think I would want to do, mm-hmm. but I've never done it. Right. So it it well, it's in the first time. Uh, we give you an applause when you show up for your first time, and you're go- we do. We say it's the first time, and we do. We give them applause uh, because it is amazing. Because most of the people get up there. I mean, you'll see some people get up there and be like, oh, let's go up there and do it. Um, but then everybody who does it, it's a big deal for them because they thought about doing it. And then we know it's a big deal for you. And so it, it does. It is. It feels so good. It feel, You're worried. Uh, it's not going to work. You're worried that this is going to happen. You're worried. You know, you, you want to do the best you can. And you get up there and it is. It, it, you remember it. I remember, my, I remember going up there for the first time. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, one of the, I had an advantage because of a performance background. 
Uh, and I'll tell this to you, and if you go do it, you will remember me saying it and still not be able to do it. Uh, it's just the way it is. And that is to, I knew how to relax and have fun because I figured what's going to happen if nothing, if it doesn't go well, I did it. This is, this is something I'm going to do to remember. Uh, and no matter what happens, uh, I'm going to enjoy re- this time. And so I did, I enjoyed the hell out of going up and doing it. But most time, I- any sort of performance, you're up there, you're nervous, you're getting up there. It's just like talking to people in, in your job, you're going to have a good advantage. Uh, cause not only do you do, you know, all the great podcasts and whatnot, but you're literally up in front of, schools of people and parents and in and, and the community on a regular basis um so that's you know those little jitters will probably get past you um but at the same time you're going to want to do great and uh you know like i said just have fun and that's the one thing i get up there relax and just say hey i'm here and the more fun you have on stage the better you'll be guaranteed because if you're having a good time, they're going to have a good time. Have a good and time. if you're not having a good time, guess what? Neither are they. They'll be like, I feel kind of, I'm worried. This like, is we want to laugh for you, buddy. We want you to get through this, please. Who's your favorite comic? Who, who, do you, who, do, who inspired you? Who did you mm-hmm. love watching? Well, I, I can say growing up, I mean, uh, I was a kid, 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 kid. I mean, I was down with, uh, obviously, the first guy ever caught my attention was Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, oh. You know, because that's what I was saying, the nasty, dirty rhymes. That was I, And I saw, the first time I saw like uh, somebody who wasn't uh, a band get like a stadium tour and oh, sell yeah. albums. Wasn't and, that insane? It, I mean, when he was, yeah. I mean. Selling out Madison Square Garden, like, couple nights in a row, and and I know that there's some some other comics now that have done it, but he was a, a stadium breaker yeah. in that whole deal. Yeah, and so the people who do it now, like I said, they I'm not taking anything away from them doing it now. So God bless them for doing. It. I'm just saying this guy did not have the internet. He did not have, and it wasn't no. one of these things where he was. Uh, it's one of these things where there was like people begging, like trying to paper the house to get those last few seats filled. I'm saying like he would sell out several nights in a row, and then fly to Phoenix, sell out in Phoenix, and then go. I mean, anyway, he was. It was a big deal. So I was like, wow, that, that's really cool to see. You know, somebody you know being able to do that uh then chris you know all the guys uh you know going up from there i would watch uh, uh we, we would have uh the laugh factory live before saturday night live it would go on on fox uh from 11 to new, 11 to midnight and i would watch that and i'd watch the guys go up and do that um and uh i've just always was was drawn into it but i can tell you that one of the most exciting things recently has been this kid anthony jeselnik um and to see his his dark dry deadpan delivery i really love watching his stuff uh bill burr uh somebody who's really exciting and and cool to watch and even lewis ck uh who is it's interesting to see what you know he's going out there and every every year he comes up with something new and if ever there was a time that everybody wanted to hear what he had to say uh it would you know he's created you know he is the show he's they're all the walking show and i like that um obviously dave chappelle um dave chappelle dave chappelle dave chappelle uh, that guy is incredible, and he says something like his. I don't know if you've seen his new special, uh, but his, uh, you know, he's saying something. He basically is trying to put together, trying to destroy, or at least strike back against this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we're offended culture. This, you know, we're all been wronged and like, oh, you know, political correctness and and what amounts to just you know destroying the freedom of speech, which is disgusting. And and we needed comic to stand up and against it. And and that's another thing. Going back to the roast war, yeah, you know, it's and, a time. They, you know, these two people, Carl and Cage, yeah. they go at each other. And the best part is, as soon as they walk off, they're all taking yes. pictures together. There's zero offense, which There's you expect zero offense. with with comics. Yeah. But but that to me, what you just said, and I agree. I've seen yes. Dave Chappelle's newest special, and yeah, the political correctness has gone way. It's out of control. Too far because every comic is on eggshells everybody is on edge that's the thing it's not just the comics it's a reflection comics are just the reflection of the audience yeah that's true so everybody's on so people might even like people are worried they might they can't find things funny because they're worried they may be seen smiling or laughing and that could be as bad as having said it and, and so people are upset so like people are we th- we're still the united states of america we're still and it doesn't matter what you think or what you are the bottom line is one we have something that unites us all in common we can be a-holes and still 
allowed to go to work yeah. and go and know and and we can and so sometimes you got to listen to a lot of you know what in order to get to something worth hearing but we'll always have the freedom and the right to say it and and we won't and we won't allow people to to decide what we can and cannot say and we can hear something say i don't want to hear that again that that's where it's gotten to me that's so that yeah. i don't understand like if i don't enjoy what you're giving me i turn it off and go turn somewhere off. else bye and, you know, that's the funny thing, even when we talk about, you know, former comics or older comics, but what cracks me up is they want to dig back into their past. Like, that yeah. was a different time, a different place. I mean, you pull up old George Carlin or old Richard Pryor. Yeah. Now, I love it. Yeah. But you talk about what now today would be offensive. They'd run right. them out of the out of the, the club. Oh. They wouldn't let it happen. It's and, and so some of these things, it, it, it's, it, and again, it's, it's weird because when you hear about the outrage culture, the outrage culture, what they're doing is they're pulling these clips off of, uh, uh, you know, off the internet and whatnot, and and these things can be easily edited and taken out of context, and and so oftentimes people make jokes that are supposed to be shocking, or you're supposed to be like Jeff Toy, you're supposed to be making fun of yourself. Look, oh, I said this, oh, that, what an idiot you are, and that's kind of the joke. Yes. But like, if you take these things in a vacuum and you say, oh, look at this line, and this person said it without any context or understanding any. Of that stuff then you're like oh i get it because you you hate all of this people or those people or whatever the bottom line is is it's you're searching for something to be offended about rather than looking at how you can improve what's happening right now as and not by and what i mean by improve it is not by finding somebody saying something that upsets you and being like i'm upset that's not doing anything except ruining my fun and comedy is all about taking those stereotypical things that mm -hmm. may be a stereotype, may not mean you're that way yeah. or someone else is, yeah. but those stereotypes and expounding on them and pointing them out and making them into a way that everybody can laugh right. about them. You know, that's what I, I told my wife. You talk about Jeff Toy. You know, I told her, I said, we live in a barn in Crothersville, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Toy is like our cousin. Like, that's what I that's love about it. his character. Like, I have cousins yep. that look just like Jeff Toy. Yeah. And it's funny to me mm -hmm. that he's accepted that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, played it all the way through to his Dale Earnhardt t-shirt. He yeah. wore it to the, Damn to right. the rose. Love that. Right. But it's okay. Mm -hmm. You you don't have to be offended by that, you know. Some of the jokes Devon Shoemaker had, yeah. you know, and played back on it. You know, those are hilarious. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and that's what I loved about your show that you put together. Yeah. I never at once felt awkward at laughing at anything that was said that night. No. Because, because it's a roast. And yeah. that's one thing we say, it's a roast. So it's supposed to be this. So now when people talk about safe spaces and all it's, you know what, great. Maybe there should be. And oh, oh great. But you know what, not at a roast. And so when you know you walk into this place, you know these two people are going to be nasty and insult one another. And so guess what we're saying is that, you know, you want a safe space. There's got to be a safe space for everything. And this is a safe space to roast the hell out of somebody yes. and not feel bad about it because we wouldn't have you on the show. If we didn't love you. We wouldn't. If we, and we didn't think you were talented. So let's go up and have some fun. And, and it's also pushing back because we can't live in this sanitized culture anymore. It's happened. How many times have we? I mean, it is in my uh you know my number of years the most recent uh, times i see it is following uh you know the 9-11 all the horrible things that happened there uh and rightfully so we went through a period of you know of universally a lot of patriotism and it, that's wonderful because I, this is a wonderful country and god bless the men and women who's fighting to defend it i believe in it I'm proud of it but i think that perhaps it was taken so far in some corners that then there was this backlash against it mm -hmm. and so then people anytime that anything gets taken too far there's a backlash and it's just like disco's here okay now disco sucks it's the same yeah. thinking and so uh, one of the thing is is there's been outrage culture for so long that you know what it's bound to boomerang back because this is the United States. You know what? We'll, we'll get into something for a while, but after you start beating it down our throat, we're like, guess what? We're going to go the other way, and that's where roast war comes in. Absolutely, and that's what I love about it too because you know so much, even the social media stuff that's yeah. put out there, you know, and social media is a a major double edged sword. Yes. Obviously, with what you do, with yeah, what we do, we got to have social man. media. It I helps know, us. but you know. That outrage culture loves it as well. What I loved, all the pictures that were posted, all the stuff from the event, yeah. there's nothing negative on it. No. It's awesome. I mean, no. everybody is positive. Everybody that's been there loves it. And that's what I mean. If if you go out November 22nd to, to Roast War 5, yeah. um, 
I'm telling you, you will leave having a great yeah. time. We are going to have a yeah, – let me tell you something. It is going to be a great time. And you know what? It's not going to be like something you do anywhere else because they wouldn't do this show on Comedy Central. They wouldn't do this show in, in on PBS. This is not something that you're going to be able to see anywhere else. And But we do it in a competitive fashion because I think of it like – that's why I call it RWC. It's kind of a uh, – a we're kind of throwing it out to UFC. We put it in mm-hmm. a cage because you know what? These This is a competition. And so they are competing, and they do want to win. So – so it's not cheesy like uh, some of the roasting you see on television, which is cool. Uh, it's just a different type of genre. It would be like if that was the WWF, we're the NWA. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm saying. Now, now Jeff Toy gets that. <laughs> but and I know you do too, brother. I was NWA man more than Hulk Hogan. Come on now. And the other thing, you know, I, I love about it, you know, and going back and, you know, I was listening to Howard Stern the other day. I love Howard Stern show. Yes. Listen to it all the time. But Jimmy Kimmel was on there and he was talking about he was invited to roast um uh I'm gonna lose it. Microsoft. Bill uh Bill Gates. Bill Gates, thank you. Lost it out of my head. <laughs> but he was invited to roast him yeah. and he said it was the most awkward thing ever because he said Bill Gates didn't think it was funny. Like he no. said, I don't know who planned it, but like Bill Gates didn't know he was gonna be roasted and he goes, I got all this stuff and oh, I'm slamming man. it. He said Paul Allen's over there just dying laughing, thinking it's the funniest thing ever. He goes, As soon as I walked off and was done, they escorted me out of the building. Goodbye. <laughs> he said he says that was his one and only roast. But yeah. But that's what's so fun about what you're doing is instead yeah. of what you see on Comedy Central where it's one person mm-hmm. getting hammered. Yes. It's a back and forth. Yes. There's that response piece. I love the chess timer. I love yes. that they can respond and come back and forth. It's a lot of fun to watch. It is. And like I said, you know what? You'll get the goal is that you'll have different. You have people who want to get up there like yourself who are like, you know, we want to get in there. And there'll be a lot of enthusiasm about that. And then there'll be these other guys out there and, and gals that will be out there and they, you know, you'll, you'll have people develop, uh, you know, become fans and hope for those people to move up the ladder and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you'll see them like, you know, there's all kinds of guys that this kid, Nick Covert got his first win and he's been, he's been wanting to get it the whole time. I know that guy Zach Gardner he I mean he was the one uh, he was the one against Devon and let me tell you something I think that could have gone either way um so you're going to see people out there that are cheering and 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 wanting to get into this we're actually going to include a feature uh where we sell popcorn at the event and as long as you purchased it from the event you can throw the popcorn oh, I love at the at the stage, and so we want to bring it up uh, and make it uh, make it everything that uh, everything they don't want us to do. Uh, we want to give some uh, people a fun, safe place to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a safe place yes. to not have anyone be offended. Exactly. If we want to talk about safe spaces, yeah. it's a safe space. We can go have fun, and yeah. that's what we're here to do, and to heck with it, and it don't mean nothing except with good time. November 22nd. At yes, Burns. Friday, November 22nd. And do we have a December date set? Uh, well, we'll just get, let's just deal with the, uh, let's just deal with November 22nd right now. Uh, the next big one to keep in mind would be January 30th at, uh, for Roastamania at, at Crackers. crackers. Uh, however, I, I don't know, you know, Dustin, I don't, I just don't think people are out there saying, oh, okay, two months out, like listening to the podcast, stop the car. Let's just write that. <laughs> I think I'm saying November 22nd, November 22nd, November 22nd. Remember Roastamania Crackers will be awesome, but come and check us out. Check me out. Uh, Brad Riggler, R-I-G-L-E-R on Facebook or Rig- at Riggler Up. Stand Up Riggler is the best way to get a hold of all information about the RWC. When's your next set? Uh, stand up Tuesday. Uh, I will be at Crackers on Tuesday for the big open mic. If you want to do that open mic, I suggest you do uh, get on the website and take a look at the information there about doing your first stand up set. And then I'll be hosting all weekend at Crackers uh, this so Thursday through Saturday. You feel free to get down and check me out there. Uh, but definitely hit me up on Facebook. Maybe I could even squeeze some tickets depending upon the night. <laughs> there you go. Perfect reason to reach out. And again, November twenty second yes. at Burns. Um, get out, go watch these guys. Like I said, it is a blast. When will the matchups for November twenty second be released? I'll be releasing them. I'll be, I guess like I said I, I'll be releasing them shortly. I can't say Jeff Oske uh, versus Patrick Murray, big heavyweight fight there. That's going to be great. I, if I and I tell you something, I've, I I I should have brought the belt 
the, the cameras here. I would next time if you will have me back. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. If you will have me back, because I think this is a blast. I will bring the belt, um, and I'll even bring. Um, if I'm lucky, I'll bring Sarah Hunter. But I guess your wife might not. Like. I, it'll be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think we have to we have to say that if we're gonna go January at Crackers, yes. me versus Juice, big. We need to get Juice down here beforehand just oh. for some pre-fight. There has to be promotion. We have to listen to me. We're gonna. I you know I run these things. I promote the hell out of it. I promote it like it's a fight. We're yeah. gonna go. We'll go to different locations. We'll do we'll, a little weigh-in. We'll tail the tape. The warrior have to have a signing, a contract <laughs> signing. <laughs> Yes. Do we have to do all of those things? Oh, I think so. At different, and we could definitely probably have it either at one of the studios or maybe a bar or or, or maybe at a restaurant or a hell a church. You know, I'm I'm actually sponsored by the Mormons. That's why every time I'm on the air, I have to say Church of Latter Day Saints because Jesus is an alien or, or something. I don't know. Get a check, boom, paid. As long as we get the contract, and then Juice. <laughs> that's back what out. I mean. That's. I think we have to do it. Juice is going to do it. I first of all, I want you to say like I, I'm a push, but Juice is Juice has got a pair. He he's gonna he's gonna get oh, it up there. Come in. He likes to race. He was giving this guy who's obviously out of shape hell because he he won a race. He's like I beat him at a race. It's like this guy likes to win. Oh yeah, he's competitive. Oh, it'll be it'll be on. <laughs> I can't wait, man. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hit juice up and we'll we'll get that going it's and, on uh, yeah i'm in i'm ready to go i love there. it dustin i love it all right what else man we're about 45 minutes in what else you want to talk about you talk to me and you just go what you can do is you can get we can take it off topic uh you can ask me but why don't we talk about something other than everybody knows about the rwc uh and and my comedy november 22nd uh <laughs> But let's just say, why don't you just start talking to me about local stuff or, or, or news or whatever? Just start hitting me. See what I see what I'm, see what I'm all talk. Well, let me let me ask you this because I do find this interesting. Okay, you've got a great presence. Yes. You've got a great stage presence. I like you where have, we're going. I, I'm, I'm giving you compliments. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> you got a wife and kid uh, kids at home too. You doggone right, I do. Do you ever turn this off? Turn this. Oh well, when you have wife and kids, turning off is the easiest thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's rule number one. So I'd say I spend most of my life turned off. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do. So I have the uh, benefit of having married a woman who is uh, exponentially more successful and intelligent and um, and a much even believe it or not, a much more imposing uh, formidable, um, personality. And so she's serious. And so, uh, uh, there is no comp and, and she's very competitive. And so she, uh, I always say I, when we got married, I thought we were like allies. Now it was like, we're like two countries that are now allies. That's not how she sees it. Um, we, she's, her forces are in a constant state of readiness. Um, they run drills, uh, simulations. Um, she invaded and took over. Oh, let me tell you something. And she imposed, and she expects that sort of thing. It's like, okay, great. I mean, I'm dealing with like the, I don't know, the uh, menstrual industrial complex. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, she's running the show. So, yeah, so she, uh, I do. And like I said, when you get to the kids, uh, we have two two beautiful children. And, like, I'm teaching them to ride the bike. I'm, te you know, teaching the boy uh, to uh, throw the football. Um, I'm dressing up in all sorts of ways i didn't think with my daughter uh let's talk about take something out of context years from now yes. um but the bottom line is is that you know I, i'm a if anybody asked me what i was i would say i'm a dad i'm a i'm a husband um and then i would talk about the comedy afterwards and that's the coolest thing man because yeah. that's it's the same thing here you know yeah we got a five-year-old and one-year-old that runs around and that's it. and you know it's it is the coolest thing no matter what i get to do and the fun stuff i get to do yeah the best is coming home and you know sitting down and playing yeah just seeing them and touching them and talking to them and knowing and and just being being with them it's it's amazing loving those kids and they they uh they remind me who i am and so they, they i keep grounded through them because the bottom line is first and foremost i got to think about being a father and all the decisions i make that's why when we do things like the rwc and whatnot i i decided i was like okay we're gonna go a certain way but it, i don't want to be offensive for offensive sake i want to put it in an air in, in a show that it can be explained why this is happening for reasons like you know because i want to be a good example for my children and uh i i, I want to be around people who who feel the same 
I think that's another great point because, you know, sometimes I, that I never felt like that the whole night that we sat there, it was never, I'm just going to try and be yeah. offensive or, you know, over the top right. just to do it. Right. You know, every joke had a reason why I'm coming at you like this. Exactly. And so when you see, so sometimes you hear about comics, you go to a comedy club, you go to a crackers comedy club who, who always, by the way, crackers always books great comics uh, for the air. They've been around 40 years. So they know, they know the region, but you go to a comedy club. You don't know what you'd expect. You might get somebody up there that is dark and, 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 and smacking it around. And it's like, Oh, I didn't know I was coming in there. What if the other people didn't know they were walking in on this here? It's a roast battle. It's roast war at a cage. You're knowing what to expect. In fact, you would be upset if we didn't deliver what we were promising right and so that's and that comes back to being a dad because i wouldn't i still people be surprised i don't like the idea of the you know children being put down or or, or people who don't want to be made fun of or, or or would be upset by it uh for no reason uh being made to feel awkward or upset or excluded or or, or disliked that upsets me so and that's because i'm a dad i'm a softy now when you have those kids you turn soft you turn soft and I, and I agree with that too. That's the whole thing. You know, it, you gotta, you gotta want to be a part of it in order, you know, to take it the right way. And yeah. that's the thing. It's not, it's not everybody's up there just hammering on people to hammer on nope. them. It's it, they're all involved in it and they can take it. And so they they're saying I could take it and they're saying I should be a champion. I'm so good at this. And so people say, Oh, okay, great. It's just like football. Like if I saw somebody walking down with a loaf of bread and I went up there and I just tackled them, be like, dude, did you see that guy? He just destroyed that old lady. That's not cool. That's mugging. But you put me in a helmet and put me on the field. It's like that guy deserves a scholarship. Right. So it's all about, that's the idea is RWC is the right. There's a time and a place and it's called the RWC. All right, I'm gonna throw this one at you. Okay. Talking about comedy. Yes. And it, and to me, it doesn't matter political structure, anything. Uh huh. Are we not? And I'm not talking about just right now with with President Trump. Right. Even going back to Obama and George W. Bush. Yeah. Has this not been about the greatest 20 years of political comedy that yeah. we could ever have? Yeah, I, I think that one of the reasons, and this is yes, yes, and I think one of the weird things about this period of time is it's because. Uh, because performance and politics have just become so uh, inseparable that it's kind of hard to keep up with because some of the things you put up there, like it's hard to be a political comic now because, I mean, how do you say something more ridiculous than some <laughs> of the stuff you see? It's just like, you got to watch this, man. I couldn't beat it. Um, and so no, C-SPAN's becoming one of the greatest channels yeah. there are. They're, yeah, they're it's like, is this Comedy Central? Central? No, this is C-SPAN, dude. There's no commercials. <laughs> We are here all day, uh, and, and that's how it is. And it doesn't matter. And I don't mean. And I don't want to give the idea that I'm talking about one side or the other. No, it's or, ridiculous nope, on both. Every and top to bottom, man, they are all crazy. And you know, and it's so. Some people find it funny, uh, but other issue with political comedy right now is because people are genuinely upset and they are and and i'm not saying without reason but there are people out there on both sides that are genuinely upset and so some of the things even when you think you're speaking to one side if you're saying something like oh wow like if i come up with some right-wing comedy jokes uh which i've been known to lay down on occasion uh people might say hey uh even those agree with me over like you know what that just reminds me of something that doesn't make me laugh it makes me upset and so and that's what's weird about the politics now it's like even the people you're speaking to you think oh you guys never get jokes for you so let me throw you one and you know what when they hear it they're just like you know what you're right i'm that just makes me mad and i'm like okay let's get back to my let's get back to my kids and my and i didn't get enough milk today and, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff and 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 they're like okay that's why we paid to get in now make me laugh monkey boy when you write a bit, how much, how often do you rework it, come back to it, or mm -hmm. have you had a bit that's bombed so bad that you've just said it's, I can't even save it? Oh yeah, I mean I've had um, so yeah. I, it's a funny story. I had a I have a, a kid that uh, that I put on a couple mics, and he calls me. He goes, "Yeah, man, I need to know how can I step up to the fifteen minutes." I'm like, "You got to work these five minutes probably for the next six seven months, and do and I'm talking about once at least once a week. Uh, and like I said, I like to see them. You know, they really get serious, get out two two to five times a week. Uh, you know, average three to four, and you know, just constantly work to five, work to five, work to five, work to five, and then 
then once you've beat that to the ground to the point you know it in your sleep then you get another five and then you go through it again and then another five and that's how you get to 15 so i'll work it i'll put in different things i will go into certain mics like jokers uh and on monday night and i'll just i'll come up with an idea and i'll just go all new material all new material and about two weeks of that i might get one joke that i'll try it i'll try to insert into my cracker set and that's the tight set and i'll pull this out and i'll put that in and i'll see what hits bigger and can more consistently because it's about consistency and when you have you remember your audience do you want a general you want a good audience of people that don't know you that are just you know, and they're a good cross section of a typical audience and boom, if it hits consistently, that's the one you want to keep. But I've had ones that I think are hysterical and, um, they don't hit. However, like that whole thing I was doing earlier, um, uh, with the, uh, the menstrual industrial complex, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like that's another one. That's something that works perhaps in the different settings. Yeah. So it, when this setting, we're talking about being, you know, a husband and father and all that kind of stuff. And it's a good joke to pop in there. Uh, it might not work in a big room. I don't know. Um, but there are all sorts, you know, but some things work in different environments. And so, but I do have a general cracker set that is kind of like my showcase set. And then I, I swap out uh, different jokes uh, depending upon uh, the period of time I'm working. But usually I keep things pretty solid in a tight five. The coolest thing I think about comedy, right? and I don't know that there's anywhere else where this really happens, and, and maybe somebody will correct me and, and tell me somewhere else, but you know lebron james or or whoever you're talking about the greatest athletes right. tom brady he doesn't get better by stepping down and going to a seven on seven flag league and, and right. throwing lebron doesn't get better going to the local court mm -hmm. and playing pickup ball but comics can step back yes go in those local clubs even the biggest comics walk in and work a set and mm -hmm. get better you and have be a to. total surprise and yep. you know even the biggest names that's why i still love about you know, Jerry Seinfeld's comedy doesn't always hit for me. No, but it's, he's classic. But he he is the epitome of, I'll go back in. If I'm in Indianapolis, I'll walk in crackers and yep. I'm going to roll a set. Yeah. On an open mic. You don't even have to know I'm here. No. I mean, that I'm just going to come in and work this thing and see how yeah. it goes. That's the, the greatest thing I think about comedy yeah. is that you, you're never so big that you can just walk in and just do it. For you. For but for you you might be so now that's interesting you say that so going to these open mics can't is fun, it's a blast, but after you've done it for years, saying two three nights a week for years, these open mics can get to be a bit of a drag. Oh, I bet. So it's just like doing anything. It's just like doing anything, right? So then and and so you might have people who say to themselves, okay, great. I don't want to go, you know, I got to a certain level. I don't want to go, you know, go back there and do those things. But it's the people who go to the open mic. It's the people that, that do work the new material. They're going to be the ones that stay fresh. They're going to be the ones you want to see their next set, their next show because it's not going to be a copy of the last. Right. And you, so you always want to have your, you always want to have your, your go-to material, but you want to keep working in new material so that when people say, oh, I've seen him perform. I'd go see him again because it's not going to be the exact same jokes that I heard him sell six, seven months ago. And to go back on one of your favorites, talking about Chappelle. Yes. That's what blows my mind about him. Yeah. I mean, what He's released like three Netflix specials. Back here to in back the last. to back to back. It's amazing. To have that much yeah. material, that yeah. tight, and I mean, not, is just mind-blowing to yeah. me. And he and he kills every every time. time. Now it's also familiarity. So this goes two ways. Familiarity, you know, they say uh, what is familiarity uh, breeds contempt. But it also is a comic works your favor. So you know Dave Chappelle and how he is, and so he can have it allows him as opposed to just resting on his laurels. He uses that familiarity to create humor a lot easier in certain. It was still hilarious. It's still great. It's still well thought out. But he is starting he's not having to build up to, let me tell you my story and now you will think this thing is funny he can lead with it you're that's that's a great point i've never thought about it's a great point yeah. because you know even some of those big ones seinfeld yeah like i said if i don't know if i would find seinfeld funny right if i didn't have all the background as much <laughs> exactly it would just if, be, this if, guy's if, whining about what he's yeah, like just stop if this guy if just some guy walked open mic and said what do you think about 
the airport. Yeah. I, I would probably be like, dude, man, you've lost me. But <laughs> but I built into him. You're exactly right. And, and you're right. Chappelle's the yeah. same way that he can. He doesn't have to start warming the crowd up. No. He walks out and he lays it down from moment number one and kills. Yeah. And they know. And so when he starts it, so if he's like, we all know Dave Chappelle likes to smoke a little bit. And so like, you know, when he's, you know, so now all of a sudden he's like, well, I found myself in an elevator with three cops or whatever. It's like, and you know, well, now you didn't have to tell me for like five minutes about how uh, your whole yeah. history about this, that, and the other. I know exactly why that's funny. And so now, I mean, and obviously I don't want to downplay the fact that this man has, uh, uh, especially in his last couple specials, really come out and said some things culturally in a hilarious manner. He's doing some brilliant work. He's a brilliant writer. But I'm saying that that familiarity does allow you to start at a, a different level in the set to immediately get to the good stuff. And um, and so that's amazing. And so also to talk about how a, uh, uh, a good comic who people love can actually uh, – it has to, doesn't have to work as hard as one that they don't because – uh, one that lo they love, they're laughing. So laughter fills time. So when somebody's laughing, you know, you can just sit up there and let them laugh because that's why they're here. Whereas if you're not making them laugh, you got to keep saying. <laughs> so the worst thing is, is you actually end up listening more to the person you don't like than then, you do. That's a great point as well. Because even some of those great comics, yeah. when they kill a punchline, they've got one or two little things just to, as you're laughing to hit you and you laugh again. You know. You, you laugh for a minute or two, and then they come back at you again. But you're right. When it's not going well, it goes south fast. It is. And when people – and listen to me. I've been on stage. I've had it go. And you have to do it. Like I said, if you want to be a comic, you don't have to do it. If you don't want to be a comic. But if you're going to be a comic, uh, you've, you're going to bomb, and it's a good thing um, and to a degree. And uh, But at the same time, when you feel it, you know what's happened. Like, okay, this is bad. Um, and I've had pretty much I've been in situations before where a, an audience has basically in like subliminally just taken a vote that they don't <laughs> value me as a human. And like it's like they don't clap for me at all. They don't care. I'm like, I have kids. They're just staring back at me like we'll call the Child Protective Services because you are awful. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay, subliminally voted they hate me as a human. They, they don't value me. Yeah, they have no value. Uh, and so it's like, okay, I get it here. And so they just disdain me. And so, but you know what? I went back and I took, you, that's the thing is if you take a look at yourself as a performer, that's a lesson. Mm -hmm. And so you go back and say, okay, why did that happen? And so they say, okay, well, as a host, uh, you know, that why can I say this as a host and they hate me? And the headliner walk up, say something worse, and they love him. Why is that happening? And so there are, um, you know, the, some of those questions are easier to answer than others, uh, but they are the ones that you need to be asking if you want to get better. Is it tougher to play to just a general audience mm -hmm. or an audience of comics? What is tougher? Oh, well, nobody. First of all, you d comics do not want to be near comics. They're <laughs> awful. Uh, they're 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 like they're genuinely one one not very funny or enjoyable. Even even hilarious ones. Uh, no, I love them. They're they're literally the only friends that I have, and that is not bragging. That is that is actually uh, embarrassing to say. But they. They are uh, they they're my friends, but uh, they would all tell you the same thing. No, uh, don't want to comics. Comics when they're in open mic, for example, are thinking about when they're going to go up on stage or what happened when they were on stage. So they're just staring at you because associated they have to. Yeah. And so sometimes you'll have a couple of you know, the, and so they aren't there. First of all, and who cares what comics thinks? Comics don't buy tickets to shows. That's a great point. So to heck with them. They don't they don't buy tickets to the show. So but at the same time, when you're working in a new bit and the first comic the first mic I usually go up is in front of comics. And I have and I listen for laughs in certain areas and I know some people will be you know, I will have a couple that are watching me to see what's what and uh, i can see if something has some re you know if, if something resonates but at the same time if it bombs in front of comics that does not mean it's going to be because the audience they are totally different they are going to be the regular audience the real humans with souls they have they have a sense of humor and they just want to laugh and that's that's the point they came wanting to, to laugh. laugh 
Yeah. There's very few general audience crowds no. who showed up and thought, you know what? I paid for this ticket to sit here and, and be not be off all night long. But there, you know, there are more people than you <laughs> yeah. think. That literally, it's just like, and that's why I do the roast battle thing, because you know what? Because you can't lose. You're like, you know what? If you don't like these people, you're going to be ecstatic because we're making fun of them. So it doesn't matter. But you will see people there, and they will sit back, and you can see them when they're sitting there. They all have their arms crossed. Like, and, you and can't make you, me laugh. All right, funny man. <laughs> Go ahead and make me giggle. And it's just like, oh, gosh. Okay, so basically, they're just saying, it's not a job. You know what I do for a living? It's like, why don't you tell us what you do for a living? Because I bet it's horrible, and I bet you did something much more important than getting making drunks laugh. Uh, fine. Uh, you know, be like, you're not funny. You know, it was funny that Ed McMahon, that guy had it. Johnny saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> That's... The funny thing is, all the comedy shows I've been to, I know exactly the guy that you're talking about. That guy's there again. every show. He is. Every show. And sometimes it's, comedy is not funny. No, it's not funny. I've, I'm not going to have fun. What it is is normally the wife, somebody drug him there. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, who was pulled here by their wife and just wants to prove a point? That you will never do this again. You'll never do this. I'm doing you a favor. What he is doing is really lobbying for a little bit of extra attention that evening he's like look what i'm doing for you he doesn't he's more invested in being like gosh steve did not enjoy himself i better do a little something for steve so if that guy laughs i've called him out before i'd be like did you see that smile did you see that hey look be like i guess i guess she don't owe you nothing tonight right <laughs> hecklers how do you deal with hecklers oh well see that's another thing just like you talked about styles some people live for hecklers uh some people don't so i have a different style about me i'm i'm some people it's like okay i've seen there's a there's a lady out there lisa sears uh she's hilarious she's awesome uh and she's somebody who a heckler better watch because she would just tear him up uh but at the same time it's a different for me because if if this like if this you know this lesbian with ms is up there rocking you they're like oh she's got fire but if some guy's yelling at me i'm six two uh 225 pounds i say really two, a little more but bottom line is <laughs> if i'm there banging back at somebody people are like uh oh there's about the audience is upset because they're like there's two guys that are about to get into a scrap mm -hmm. so you have to it, it, i go i like to shut them down quick you want to shut them down quick um, and uh, if uh, you know, and and but at the same time, some people can play with it and make it part of the act. Some people live for it, but you know, you really have to be aware of yourself and how the audience perceives you um, to in order to to you know choose how to handle that. I love it. Well, brother, we're at a, a little over an hour now. Oh boy! So let's did we do all right? Oh, you were awesome. All right. Let's remind everybody, obviously, November 22nd at Vern's, Friday, November 22nd. Right. Um, Roast War 5. Roast War 5. Roasted Alive. Roasted Alive. Check us out, Roast War Championship on Facebook, or Stand Up Wriggler on Facebook. But let's also talk about the fact that uh, we're speaking from experience. Yes. This is a, this is the inaugural speak. It's the first episode. This is amazing. I, I had a great time, man. I appreciate it, brother. And let's, let's get everything ironed out. Let's get juice, the pressure on juice. juice. God, I can't wait. Juice. It's got to happen. Roller juice. Oh, Roastamania. I can't wait. This is this is what I've been waiting for. We're going to make this thing. This is the one. You will remember this happened. <laughs> and I mean, as long as Juice shows up. And let me tell you something. That's part of we're going to not that you I already said the toughest thing is getting people to show up. I'm I'm not going to push that. I'm just going to say I, I know he will be there, especially if you buy a ticket, because I have people. And they will drag him there. We'll get it. <laughs> hey, brother, I appreciate it. Thank like you. I said, you're doing great things. Thank Thanks you. for making the drive down. You're welcome back here anytime. Absolutely. Let's definitely get some comics down here and, and push We're, these shows. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm going to get some people down here. Wait till you see the people. We, we, we just a parade of talent. Bang, 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 bang. And then, uh, yeah, watch out here for uh, obviously Roast War 5 yes. and also Roast of Mania. Yep. Uh, juice versus Roller. So Juice we'll, versus Roller. We'll get it going. All right. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you.